This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to. Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. <gasps> no, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at luckylandslots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Harry Wakes right to the last. Hello and welcome to The Last Word on Spurs. I am Richard Cracknell, standing in for Ricky Sachs. Think of it as a little look into the future if Spurs was to join the ESL. This is what you'd be getting instead of the traditional Ricky Sachs or something like that. Terrible analogy. I'll crack on. <laughs> <laughs> what I'm trying to say is it'll be terrible. All right? It'll be absolutely terrible. <laughs> anyway. Uh, looking back, believe it or not, to an absolutely superb performance, I thought, and a superb win. And actually talking about Spurs playing some football and winning. Can you believe it? And joining us uh, to look at that, um, bottom of my screen on the Zoom, not that you can see because you're all listening, is the one and only train driver. Is that train back on the tracks yet, Mr. Lee McQueen? How are you getting on, uh, Crackers, um, and uh, and obviously as well, and all the listeners? Um, it's not back on. It's, it crashed. It crashed at the cup final for, for for sure, and we can't rebuild it yet. But what I would say is, um, it's the weekend. I'm not grumpy. Uh, my family have not uh, had the grumpy Lee McQueen floating about, and um, Gareth Bale got a hat trick. And any clown that says that he shouldn't have started the cup final, including our current injury manager, well. Is a <laughs> but he showed what he can do. Um, and and I don't care about getting carried away and getting ahead of ourselves, none of that stuff. Tonight is all about chatting about a win, a 4 0 win, 
Um, and it feels nice to win a football match. And that's all we can do, isn't it, Crackers? Doesn't it just, doesn't it just? And didn't your uh, little speech at the end of the last pod talking about how it makes you feel resonate with people across Incredible. social media, the amount of feedback we had about it. And Lee, you're not alone. And Lee, yeah. I'm the same. And I just can't keep letting them do this to me like that. And But hey, you know, what? take... Take your kicks where you can and enjoy this one, isn't it? Yeah, and, and actually, it's a great shout-out because, you know, for everybody that, that mentioned, I mean, there was huge amount of, of comments and feedback and all that sort of stuff. And, you know, like, like I do, I, I wear my heart on my sleeve, like we all do, to be fair, each week. Um, and I didn't realise uh, that it would resonate with, with everybody. I haven't been on social media, actually. I've blacked out social, uh, you know, done the whole dark social media thing since, uh, since Friday, um, which is... I'll be honest with you, it's been quite liberating as well. Mm. So, you know, it actually has been very, very liberating. I did giggle to myself uh, with you boys on the WhatsApp group because I was like, lads, can you tell me what the team news is? <laughs> I couldn't find the team news. Do you know what I mean? Because you're not on social media. That's how it's become <laughs> now. So I'll get back on tomorrow um, and obviously have a look at, uh, I've probably lost about 5,000 followers or something. Twitter's banned me or whatever um, for, for, for doing the dark out. But yeah, I mean, um, yeah, really overwhelming uh, amount of um, uh, comments and that sort of stuff. And just goes to show you, right? This is this is the pain that we're going through. And that's why today it's going to be an upbeat show because we're all happy that we've won 4-0. Absolutely. Spot on, spot on as ever. Now, I'll tell you how convincing that result was yesterday. Uh, I didn't have one message or, or personally or to the group from Ant saying... I think we might be able to get a draw here. We might nick a draw, lads. Lads, I'm still nervous on 89 minutes. <laughs> it is, of course, the one and only another man that wears his heart on his sleeve, and quite rightly so. Very passionate as ever, Mr. Anthony Costa. Evening, boys. Evening, evening. It's, 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 it's quite liberating, isn't it, talking about a win today? Um, I'm looking forward to it. Um, yeah, just coming on to what Lee said, completely got what Lee meant last week. I thought he, he talked with, you know, Lee spoke with passion. And he just spoke on behalf of a lot of Spurs fans with how we're feeling this season. Um, listen, it's going to come to an end very soon, a couple of weeks. So I, I want us to get them wins under our belt and see where we're at. But I'm very, very happy. Yeah. Not, I, I, you can't tell by my voice, but I'm happy. I mean, it's still, <laughs> you, you know, we're 3-0 up and I'm still thinking there's 20 minutes left. Anything can happen. You know, I'm waiting for that mistake to happen. Do you know what I mean? Um, but we did all right. We did all right. You at least pulled back from actually texting it. You normally you're going, lads. I'm, I'm really. I was in the middle of it. Was, really it was like Anthony Costa type, and then I, and then I deleted it. No, I deleted no, it. No. I deleted it. <laughs> <laughs> ladies and gents boys and girls it is so bad that when my young lad played on friday and his team was 12 nil up i actually sent a picture of the scoreboard to Ant and said uh if this was spurs you'd still be saying we might just get the draw here guys and there was like five minutes left of the game <laughs> this club this club this club uh we love it we love it's it. the hope that keeps you and it's the hope that kills you we say it every week <laughs> Exactly. So, uh, team came out. Loris, Aurier, Toby, Dyer, Reggie, Hoiberg, Lo Celso, uh, Deli, Bao, Son and Kane. And uh, start. I think it started off, and I'll start with you. There was fury where everybody went, 
why didn't why didn't Bell start last Sunday? It was just right. like we we all got the ump that he didn't start, and then we all kind of got the ump that he did start and didn't start last Sunday. And it was like, but again, it's just. He's world-class, isn't he? I know I know that's something you and I speak about quite often, world-class, and very, very few players fall into it. But with what he's done, he is up there and lost a yard of pace, maybe a little bit of something. But when it comes to his finishing and making the right decision, he's there, isn't he? He's all there. I mean, listen, he should have started last Sunday. Listen, ifs and buts, you know, it's yeah. one of them things that we'll never, ever know what would have happened if he'd started. But Mason, um, he should have started him last week, in my eyes. I think he, he, he'd give you something else. I mean, you see the composure for his second goal, which I'm sure we're going to come on to. But any other player on that team, bar maybe Harry Kane, in that position, I'm not saying that someone scores something like that, but in that position, the composure and the way he hit that ball, if that was Eric Lamella, he would have done a step over, taken it down the corner flag, come back, try to do a Rabona round the keeper's head. And it's just one of them, listen, he's class. You don't lose class. Class is permanent. And it was so nice to see Balson and Kane on that pitch last night. Um, and listen, hats off to Delhi. You know, he apparently had a good attitude in training. That's why Mason gave him the, the, the shout. So long may it continue, but I don't know if it's a little too late for Delhi at the moment. I think uh, he's got a lot more to, to show. Obviously, he hasn't played a lot of games. I get that. But you know, it's nice to see Mason giving everyone a chance. But I must say, is it the first time? I maybe Lee might back me up on this. Is this the first time we've had two games with the same defence? That'd be very interesting to know because consistency is key. And and Alderweireld should should and should have been playing every game if if he wasn't injured. Yeah, I mean, uh, we have played defence uh, the same back four or back five, if you include the goalkeeper, um, one or two times in the season, but only one or two times. Um, and I think that's that's key. I, I think, you know, I think we mentioned last week, didn't we, that Sanchez, previous to this regime, Sanchez had played eight games on the trot. He was in and out of the team, but then he played eight games on the trot, but they were swapping his, uh, Jose was swapping his partners around. So it wasn't if he was playing all the world and Sanchez, he was playing all the world, uh, sorry, he was playing Sanchez and Dio, Sanchez and Rodon, and then a bit of all then he dropped all the world. So again, like you say, I mean, I thought, I thought we were absolutely sh- shambolic against Man City. Uh, but like you say, it is a run in the team. I mean, look, let's be honest. Sheffield United were, were awful. I mean, they had, they had eight attempts, one on target. What what really impressed me was was our statistics. And I know it's at the bottom of the league, but you look at 20, 20 attempts, 11 on target. That that's a that's right up there with either first or second of the season uh, for Tottenham. 67% possession, 715 passes. This is kind of Man City stuff, right? That everyone whacks mm. Liverpool about or Barcelona stuff. 90% passing accuracy. I can tell you that is the highest. Of of the season, ninety percent. We always talk about you know eighty four, eighty six, but ninety percent. So th- there wasn't really a lot wrong uh, in in the game at all. And, and like you said, when 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 you see Bow in that scenario, he scored eight goal, eight Premier League goals, and eight Premier League matches now. And I know that you know a hat trick kind of you know skews the average numbers a little bit. Of course it does. But yeah, and you look at the opposition that he scored. Still them scored them now, isn't it? In a game still, as simple exactly, as that. He still stuck him in the back of the net. Yes, he scored against Brighton. He scored against Sheffield United. Scored against Burnley, Crystal Palace, you know, lower, lower league teams. But if you look at the games that he started against the higher teams, 
probably barring Arsenal, and you could argue that they're not even a higher team because they're mid-table, I don't think he's even started. So, you know, I think that the guy, when he comes to the football club, this is exactly what I wanted to say. Like, not me. That's ridiculous. That's selfish. We all wanted to see that, didn't we, as Tottenham fans? And I actually expect, I say me because I can't talk to it for anyone else, but I actually expected this is what he would do. You know, the, the it reminded me of a game that he played against Norwich when he was here the first time around. We actually run the show and that get that goal, his second goal running from the six yard box. Yeah, exactly. Remember that and, and it's doing old hand movements. He, he scored one similar to against Norwich and uh, under AVB. And you just look at that and I'm not comparing them to uh, Gareth Bale 1.0 and the, the second the 2.0 that we've got now, but that's what he can do. Why would you not play him in the cup final? I'm still, I know we don't want to go over it again, but I'm still not over that. Because you've got, you've got that guy who scores overhead kicks in the Champions League and he starts on the bench. You just it's don't just feel ridiculous. like you've given yourself that, that chance, do you? That, that, that real go at it with him there. But, sure, and I'm not um, saying that we should have dropped Lucas. Sorry, Crackers, I'm not saying we should have dropped Lucas, but you could have put Lucas in as well as Bale. They don't have to play in the same position. You know, mm. and I think, you know, if you look at the goals that Gareth scored yesterday, his entire hat-trick, none of them were like the goal that he scored against Southampton, which was on the right-hand side cutting in. All of them was down the middle. And that's why Kane, that's why Kane wasn't firing, should we say, on all cylinders yesterday. Gareth Bale, he scored three goals all the way down the middle. I mean, his first goal was absolutely sublime. I mean, Aurier, how's he put that? But again, remember this game? Old White Art Lane in the last season, and Deli Alley flicks a little chip over against West Bromwich Albion. Yeah, yeah. We won 4-0. Kane scored a hat-trick that day, if, if from memory. And he and he flicked this little ball over uh, over the top and Kane stuck it. Reminded me of that. But it was Ore doing it to Bow this time. Yeah. He played well yesterday, Ore, I must yeah, say. He did. And he's got that in his locker, Ore, as well, isn't he? He's got that yeah. really beautiful deft ball that little bit of vision just to dink it over and you know I always think to myself he might be better just having somebody behind him rather than being the man at the back really just having somebody sitting behind him because once he gets over the halfway line he's a different player and he re- he can be really really effective it's just it like a lot of them it's that blows hot and cold hot and cold it's not week in week out but to uh, make a point that you made Lee there with Bell and his scoring and it being against maybe a Brighton, maybe a West Brom and a, and a Sheffield. By my calculations, there's probably 12 teams in that in the Premier League that come into that category. There's sort of that, that top eight and then, and then a, a sort of 12 or so. But if Bell's scoring against them and scoring winning goals, that's 72 points. If, if you beat them home and away, even the 10, like, you know, the bottom 10, there's 60 points. If he's getting you that, if you're not telling me that that's not an effective player that's literally going out and does that against them types of team and gets you 60 points, then, you know, for, for me, he's earned his wages there doing that. Totally. And when uh, I remember doing a show, um, we've done a few of we this season, boys. Yeah. But yeah. I, I remember I remember doing a show with, with us that was all on it. And, and we talked about Kane, Son and Bale. And how many goals, realistically, in the Premier League can we can we get through them free? 
and, and I think we went kind of a little bit round robin and we went, look, Kane probably get 25, maybe a little bit more than that. Son's probably good for, hopefully, if he has a really good season, he can get maybe 20. And we said, maybe, maybe Gareth Bale get 15. You know, out of that goal. We're not being funny. Kane and Son have, 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 have come to the party with four games left. They're probably going to be in and around that space. And now Gareth Bale is, because he's got eight already. And he, there's no reason, you know, next get, look, it's a tough away game against Leeds United. It's an early kickoff as well, which is a little bit frustrating. Then we've got Wolves. Um, we've got Aston Villa. And then we've got the big one as well against Leicester City. You know, there's no reason why if Gareth can't continues this form, he doesn't score a couple more. He might, he might score another... Three or four goals, you know, this season. And, then, you know, he's got a couple of assists. Maybe he gets one or two more. I don't know. Maybe that's been a bit much. But in, in, a, in, in, a, in a season where he's played hardly anything like in terms of minutes on the pitch, to get 13, 14 goals in a Premier League season, that's ridiculous. I mean, you go and have a look at the record books. That's what like Lamella. Well, Lamella's yeah. been in well, nine years. He scored 16 goals. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Crazy, isn't it? Yeah, exactly. And you, you look at Gareth Bale's full-on, you know, prime Gareth Bale, 89 million to Real Madrid. Go and have a look how many Premier League goals he scored that season. Mm. 21. Yeah. 21 Premier League goals. Like, yeah. he didn't score. It wasn't as if he scored, like, 40. So, I just think that the decision-making in, in the football club, you know, around the managers, and, and particularly around Gareth Bale, has been ridiculous. Mm. You know, he's he's... Yesterday, you saw him tracking back. He was doing sliding challenges. He ran from his own six-yard box to score a second goal. His decision-making. it You know when a class player is on the ball and it feels like they've got an extra two seconds than mm. anyone else? Yeah. It's almost yeah. slow motion. Do you get what I mean? Yeah. Like, you're loving yeah. this crackers, isn't it? It's true, isn't exactly. it? Yeah, it's, yeah, yeah, it's like the Matrix, isn't it? Yeah, it's like the Matrix. Slow it, it down. And it was like that. He knew yeah. what to do. And you just look at it and you think, if I'm an opposition defender, and I said this last week, so sorry, listeners, I'll just say it again. If I'm an opposition defender and I don't see his name on a team sheet, I breathe a sigh of relief and go mm. result. At least I've got some, I now know that I'm up against somebody who's going to go down a cul-de-sac or try a bono or somebody that just, you know, runs with his head down. You don't want to be playing against Gareth Bale. And you definitely do not want to be looking at, up on the team sheet seeing Son, Kane and Bale. You just don't want that. Exactly. So that for me is a mistake. Yeah. And staying staying with Bell and, and sort of following on from what Lee said there, when he is on the team sheet, not only is the man on the opposition that's tasked with marking him got his job to do, there's another couple of players that are looking to double up on him as well because they know what he can do. Now, all of a sudden, you've taken two, three players' attention away from other players because they're so mindful of Bell. And that's just something else that he actually brings. He brings to his game as well, isn't it? Oh yeah. hundred percent. I mean, you've got two players on the opposition, marking Bell. He'll drop a shoulder. They're, they're gone. He'll whip a ball in. You've got space in, in the middle for Kane, Son, whoever's coming on the end of it. And that's the beauty of having Gareth Bell. And I think that it's quite surreal that back in the day, we used to sing, he plays on the left, he plays on the left, and now he's playing on the right. And none of us <laughs> care anymore because he's back. Yeah. But it's, it's quite it's quite strange how things change. But listen, as Lee said, having him on the team sheet, the not is 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 bad. Is is bad for the defenders. So I mean, I'd rather have him on the pitch, fighting for the badge, fighting for the club, and long may it continue. And I think that he has to be consistent now. Ryan Mason, I know he's interim for the next couple of games. Keep it consistent. 
don't have to change anything now. We've got a good win yesterday. All right, you're playing what's in front of you. I know it was Sheffield United, but you've got to play what's in front of you. And I think that, you know, the next couple of games will tell whether we can be, you know, finish fifth or sixth in the Premier League. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, where people have been saying, oh, calm down a little bit. It's only Sheffield United. But OK, it was Sheffield United, but they're there. You have to play them twice a year. But Lee, within that, you have to look at how we played as a team, the attitude, the energy. And as you said, the 90% pass inaccuracy. We actually looked like we fancied it. And these were games earlier this season but we wasn't pulling up any trees in. But the the actual all-round attitude yesterday was much, much, much better, much brighter, much happier. It just looks happier, doesn't it? 100%. I mean, ironically, the only person on the pitch yesterday didn't look happy was Harry Kane. Mm. Uh, I, don't know a, I don't know if Daniel Levy had turned around to him you know, a couple of days before and said, don't worry about trying to move because you're not leaving. I don't know, but um, you know, he, uh, maybe it was a fact that he was uh, he was getting a little bit upstage, should we say, by uh, by Gareth Bale scoring a hat trick. Who knows? But um, maybe he was just a little bit off his game yesterday. But uh, yeah, it looked a happier place. And the thing is, we've talked about reactions, wanting to see a reaction from having a bad result. And let's not make any uh, bones about it. Your last week was horrific, and we all know that. And we got we you know we bounced back. It was it was probably a perfect game for us in terms of yes, they relegated already, bottom of the league, whatever. But sometimes you you go to these um, uh, teams that have been relegated already, um, and uh, you know they they start pulling up trees. Ten man Newcastle did it to us. Remember that one, Spurs fans? Um, do you know what I mean? And we bought Moose Sissoko off the back of that. So you know it it does happen. And for people saying, oh, don't get carried away with Bale. Uh, well, Harry Kane scored four against Hull. It was already relegated at the end of the season to win the Golden Boot a few years ago, but no one was having a go at Harry Kane because it was only Hull. Right? Are you with me? So, you know, I, I think, yeah. you know, credit where credit's due. Um, but but as a team, our pressing was much better. We won the ball back. We forced mistakes. We were 20 yards higher up the pitch, which is so ironic. We were just talking about it literally last week saying, you've got to get higher up the pitch. We absolutely were higher up the pitch. Our pressing was there. We looked like that we we had a bit of hunger and determination on it. Um, and again, that can only breed confidence. I think Jamie nailed it last week when he said our confidence as a team was absolutely on the floor. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, to get a reaction this week and to bounce back and to do them things well, you can only applaud that, right? And I, and I think that's that, that's what we're doing. So not getting carried away. One game's at a time. Yes, I, I, you know, I was on the floor myself as a lot of Spurs fans were last week. And it's just nice to see that we've, you know, we've we've put in a really good performance, a uh, good reaction, and we score four goals. Happy days. Happy, happy days. Listen, we're going to take a little break, but I just want to remind you, as I'm contractually uh, obligated to do, that... Last word on Spurs is across all your social medias on on Twitter uh, at Last Word on Spurs on Facebook on Instagram and everywhere else. And uh, once again, a big big thank you for all the messages we receive and all the questions that come in and everything. And uh, listen, you guys uh, tuning tuning in, downloading. I'm showing my age again, and I tuning in downloading and streaming yeah i'm down with the kids um uh, you know supporting the show and sticking with it during like it's been a tough tough old season you know it's been tough recording tough listening but you've been there and uh, we really do thank you for it so listen as i said we're going to take a short break we'll be back to speak about the second half just a couple of uh 
controversial incidents to look at, to say the least, and um, just look around the team as well, and then have a bit of a preview for Leeds coming up uh, as well. And we'll have a little look at the running and some of the games that the other teams have got. And uh, I think that's where the action is now, that running for sort of fourth and fifth. So don't go anywhere. We'll be back very, very soon. Phoenix 51 is a powerful employee technology enabling organizations to make data-driven decisions at every stage of the employee journey from hiring through benchmarking and development too. The platform provides detailed analytics on the most important asset in your business, your people, enabling organizations not only to make the correct hiring decisions, but also how to benchmark, train and retain them. Phoenix 51 powering your people decisions through every part of the employee journey and we're back and as i said thank you once again for uh for listening in tuning in streaming in dialing in whatever else you do to get in but you're in so well done uh so chaps second half one nil up um game starts again in the second half and we see our first uh, incidents for VAR to get involved. Yes, VAR, that, that thing, um, which was uh, the Fleck challenge on Le Kelso. And I was just, well, I was, I was flabbergasted. I mean, you get to a point where you think you've seen it all with VAR and they go away and have a look at that and absolutely nothing. Lee, for you, that, that challenge... On Le Kelso by by Fleck was just I, I, oh, I don't know I just I, I I if I speak as the kids say I just I, I can't talk about it it's just it's rubbish isn't it a one million percent is a red card like I, I mean literally a red card I mean I, for me I, I I tell you what it is even when you watch it back don't watch the person uh, um, Flex foot sorry watch Flex body language afterwards. He almost stands over him with his arms out as if to go, what? Well, I didn't do anything. And, mm. and I know I'm putting words into his mouth, but that was his attitude. Yeah. If he didn't mean that and it was an accident, the first thing you would have done, yeah, smiling and whatever, the first thing you would have done was gone, oh, I'm really sorry. Like, you'd have gone, to, oh, I'm really sorry about that. I'm so sorry about that. Like, touched him or whatever and gone. But he didn't. He stood up and like, I know you guys can't see a listener, sorry. I know listeners, you can't see me, but he kind of shrugged his shoulders, didn't he? Almost smiled, go, what? Like it was an Avdat, wasn't there? It was yeah, Avdat. Like Avdat, you know, it was some, it, and it was absolute intent, in my opinion. He caught him proper, um, and it was an absolute stonewall red card. And I cannot believe that the uh, the referee or the official that is looking at that on VAR didn't give that as a red card. Let alone uh, tell the on field referee to go and have a look at it. I mean, it's just it's just unbelievable. It should have been a straight red card all day long. It's a very very nasty in- injury. Um, that could have been sustained by by La Celso. I mean, I think you know, typically La Celso does like to make a meal of, uh, of of challenges, but he had the right to do so yesterday, didn't he? Because that was oh. that was nasty, mate. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And I mean, given what Ryan Mason's gone through, you can absolutely understand and why he would be so upset seeing that as well. Because you know, you catch somebody wrong like that. As we've seen with Ryan Mason, and that, like you know, let's have it fair. Ryan's uh, injury wasn't caused maliciously; it was just one of those horrible freak accidents that happen. But incidents like that, 
are career ending sometimes, aren't they? They can even be life threatening. Yeah. It's you oh. know, it's you, there's no place for that. No, there's no place for that. And I complain. There's nothing more to add to that, Rich, other than that is a straight red. That is Stonewall sending off. I mean, I don't know how VAR didn't see that, but they managed to see Son's left finger for his first goal that he was offside. You know what I mean? It's just, we can go on and on and on about these debates, but what he done yesterday, Flack, is it Flack or Fleck? Fleck. I don't even know. Fleck, yeah. Fleck, yeah. As, <laughs> he, he should take some Flack. I don't know about Fleck. He needs yeah, some exactly. Flack. I think just sort of come just out of terrible, absolutely terrible nowhere, tackles, didn't terrible he? It was disgusting, actually, and he should have been sent off. It was it was pathetic that yeah. they didn't manage to see that. And, you know, as you said about Ryan's injury all those years ago, it's a freak accident. And I think he he, he, he should have come out, or well, I don't know if he did, I didn't see the, the uh, after after game press press interview, but did he come out, Lee? I didn't, I didn't see it. He, he was quite, um, Ryan Mason's interview was very good, actually, about it. He did come out and was really strong down it and said, Hundred percent straight red. You shouldn't. You should. You know, at the end of the day, if you look at definition of of, of different definitions of a red card, one of the definitions is causing um, yeah. uh, opponent harm, or, or you know, mm. or however it's worded. And he definitely was causing Lacelso harm. Hundred percent. He stamped on his face. Scars I mean, everywhere. It was bleeding. It was just unbelievable. Like, unbelievable. If you, do you know what? It, even even if you say okay, it was an accident, and his facial expressions and the way he done it. It was an accident and it just looked worse with like and it looked like in temper absolutely wasn't. It still is a violent conduct that VAR's gone away and looked at, or a dangerous conduct that VAR's gone away and looked at and done nothing about. And the authorities are so like, oh, like, oh, give it a chance, give it a chance. But it's like no. week in, not with, week not out. Not with challenges like that. Not with challenges like that. No. That is a straight red. That is Stonewall. See you later. Free game ban. ta Yeah. You know? And yeah. as I said, they managed to see Son's left finger being offside yeah. for his first goal. And it was just like, really? You, you managed to do your lines there, but you don't see the, what's happening on the pitch with, with a with a disgusting tackle like that on the cell side. Well, staying with that and on 50 minutes and Son uh, breaks through and it looked like Son of old because, you know, he has looked a bit off the pace of late. He looked like, I don't know whether it's just fatigue or something else going on, but he's not been the Son that we've, we've sort of grown to know and love. But yesterday he was... And he took that ball and he run through and he absolutely buried it. And I thought it was a fantastic goal. And then all of a sudden, there they are with their pens, exactly. pencil and ruler again. And I mean, this is something, I don't know how you feel about this, Ant, but that machinery they use for VAR cannot give the millisecond that the ball has left the foot. Is it? Is it as the ball leaves his foot? Is it as he touches the ball to to make the pass? I think I thought it was always his position because they they went on his position. So he's sort of leaning forward, running onto the ball. If I remember, correct me if I'm wrong, yeah, listeners. Yeah, but he, he was beginning to lean to make the run, wasn't he? Lean. It's like Alan Shearer says when he used to, you know, be the be Mr. Elbow. You can't help putting your elbow up to head a ball. It's just one of them things you've got to give and take. And yeah, that is if you could see that as offside. Dear oh look, I mean, dear oh dear oh dear. I mean, what is it going to come to, man? You can't even celebrate a goal anymore. No, it's no, so no, bad. No, 
Lee, coming to you, I mean, that issue of these millimetres and milliseconds, I mean, it just looks like uh, you know, technical drawing from the sixth form, doesn't it? They get these lines out, they sort of have a bit of a guess where his arms finish in and his, his, his shoulder starts and kind of having a bit of a guess of when the ball's leaving the foot or touching the ball. And, you know, they're making millimetre and millisecond calls with machinery that just isn't capable of doing that. Yeah, it's so frustrating because, you know, when when they draw with their rulers and their set squares and whatever, um, you know, on screen, it looks like it's offside. But, you know, know, have some common sense here. Like you say, you don't know when that millisecond is when it's leaving the when it's leaving the boot or the pass is actually made. Um, so there's no correlation, I suppose, between the two peak, peak things. Um, and it was so marginal. And it's, it's a shame because, especially for Son, actually, because, uh, you know, I haven't actually got the stats. So sorry, listeners, the Blue Book's uh, not, not firing all cylinders in, uh, itself tonight. But off the top of my head, there's at least three or four opportunities that Son has scored and it's been ruled off for offside or VAR decision. I remember the one even, like, was it last year Leicester against Leicester City? Leicester City Leicester. when Aurier went in and yeah. Son scored and, you know, it's that uh, same situation. And it's such a shame because it's interesting as well, Craig, you said, you know, of, of late that Son hasn't been himself or whatever. I just want to big up Hunmin Son, like to out, out of the planet. I think this guy is utter world-class I'm going to throw some stats out here. This is absolutely ridiculous. Raheem Sterling, you'd have him all day long. Amazing. You'd probably get player of the year. Raheem Mahez, oh, absolutely amazing. You'd have him every day of the week, probably get player of the year. Gundawang is probably going to definitely get at least top three of the player of the year, the way everyone's waxing a little quick. Jamie Vardy, unbelievable with goals and assists. Son batters every single one of them in goals and assists this year. 16 Premier League goals. 10 assists, he's fourth in the assist chart, he's third in the goal scoring, um, a joint the goal scoring chart as well. Unbelievable. And if he, if these VAR uh, goals that, that, that we've talked about already were, were kind of in his favour, it'd be even higher. I think this guy is absolute world-class footballer. Um, and, you know, it's just, it's incredible the stats that, that he's pulling out this year. With four games left, I'd absolutely love it. Sound like Kevin Keegan here, listeners. But I'd absolutely love it if um, if he could get into the 20s. You know, 20 goals. Again, another goal, another assist yesterday. You know, imperious. A goal walk yeah. chalked off for offside. You know, that finish was absolutely outstanding. I don't care if you're playing against Sheffield United brilliant. or not. It was brilliant, wasn't it, Andy? Yeah, it was. It was brilliant. This is what frustrates me about Son is, yeah, you, I can exactly see what you're saying. But why don't he turn up at big games? That's my only vice. I mean, I'm not just saying about him, but the whole team. Why is it last week he went missing? And this week he was unbelievable. He was unplayable. Yeah. Isn't that yeah. frustrating, Luke? Well, Isn't would, that just... It is very frustrating, certainly for last week. I mean, look, he did turn up against Man City in both quarterfinals of the Champions League last uh, couple of seasons ago, to be fair. Um, you know, he scored the first goal at the new uh, Tottenham Hotspur Stadium as well. Um, he scored two goals against Man City in in the quarterfinals, um, in the second leg, sorry, in the quarterfinals as well. So, like, yeah, he does turn up. I just think that I don't think he's given enough credit. I do see what you're saying about turn up in certain games. I don't, I don't think he's given enough credit. credit. Yeah, I don't think he's given enough credit. And and actually, I, I just just quickly, if if I can, if I be so cheeky, um, Sterling, you'd have him in your team every week. Morris, you'd have him in your team every week. Lingard, 
unbelievable, getting plaudits all over the gaff. Good one, you'd have him in your team. Gaff Bow stats are as good, if not better, than all them players that I've just read out. I mean, you could not make this stuff up, could you? Crackers, I know you're laughing here, mate. Are you serious? <laughs> yeah, this I, is ridiculous. Do, and then you've got Kane. I only mentioned Kane. Kane's top of the charts in goal scoring and in assists. But how Bow scored seventh or sixth in the Premier League? I know. I can't believe Bow scored more, nearly more goals than Lamella in nine years. <laughs> oh, I can. <laughs> <laughs> but Please isn't this? Okay, hang on, I'll do some work on that. <laughs> <laughs> but isn't this the bananas? crazy thing I mean. about this season. 100 in, uh, goals all no, season. I know we are still within a shout of, of the top four, of making Champions League. It's yeah, a don't, 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 time. not yet. We, no, we need Chelsea to drop off. Yeah. We need other people to drop off. and But we're still there. It's still, it's still yeah. possible. We've got stats like that. Our goal difference is just a mile better. I think we're on plus 22 and Liverpool are on like plus 10 and Chelsea are on plus 11. 22, I think, no, I think Chelsea are on 22. 22. Oh, are they 22? Yeah, I, I think West Ham are on, on like plus six or something. Everton plus four. We're on plus 22. Yeah, could... it's just felt like the worst season from hell. I just... Crazy. It's, 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 it's crazy. just it's the odds, doesn't it? The 20 points we drop from winning positions. Yeah, and how imagine you that. feel. Imagine that. How can you... Such out... odds. You think you think that that twenty that stat there, Ant, is ridiculous. Twenty right. points dropped from winning positions. Oh. If you think, even if you turn them into draws, you know what what you're gonna what you're gonna get? Uh, 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 two points. So what? Ten points maybe? Uh, eight points or whatever? Eight. Even if all of them went to draws, yeah. right? Rather than you know whatever. Um, so 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 you look at you look at the amount of points that we could have been up the table. Top four, top three. Was definitely on this season, 100%. Top, you know, e- easily yeah. on the season. With the with with a, uh, we've talked about this for so many years now on doing doing the pod with all the different guests that we have on, and obviously all the regulars as well. But it is fine margins, and the reality is, is that sometimes one percent. And I will take this from Ronnie O'Sullivan. Good, uh, I, I love, love Ronnie O'Sullivan from the snooker. But he, he mentioned this on some of the snooker world championship this week when he said. At the highest possible level, one percent can almost feel like fifty percent. Do you know what I mean? If you drop off one percent, or if you give an extra one percent, it could feel like another forty or fifty percent. And that's that's the margins that we're talking about. I mean, Ollie Watkins, you'd go brilliant signing, absolutely brilliant signing for Aston Villa. Thirteen goals this season, right? So Son and Kane battered him. You'd look at Dominic Calvert-Lewin going to England squad, definitely brilliant, brilliant. Fifteen goals this season. You know, both Son and Kane battered him. You know, you're looking at Patrick Bamford. You're looking at Alexandre Lacazette, the only t- the only guys in the top ten for Arsenal, right? Absolutely battered him, 13 goals. I mean, we've got goal, and this is the problem. We've been really defensive. You know, that's what people will say. That's what Jose. Everyone gets leveled with Jose. Somebody, um, I think it was you, Ann, on the uh, on the WhatsApp group mentioned about Carlo Angelotti. You know, where, where, when's he going to get criticism? Yeah. Jose got absolutely ambassed like, by us as well. Well, like, we've all done it, to, to, to be fair. Yeah, Carlo, uh, you know, his Everton side spent vastly more much, much money than us. Um, you know, sitting behind us comfortably now. They had a game in hand. They ruined that. So, you know, you look at the And like you say, you look at the table crackers and you just go, uh, is it on? Is it? Mm. Is it on? Chelsea have to play Man City and they have to play Leicester. Right, they they, they are too, they they took and they've got a, a cup final in amongst all of that, um, like towards the end of the season, and they've got a second leg Champions League semi that might get them into Champions League final. 
But so they, they've got some massive fixtures coming up that could be, you know, banana skins for them. Yeah. You know, Tottenham yeah. have to play Leicester, but if you don't beat Leicester, then forget it anyway. So it ha- yeah. you have to you almost take that as a way we have to win. The, the, the other games are, they're tough because of the way we've been playing all season, but you see how we played yesterday and you think, well, if you can put that, if you can do that against Leeds and against Wolves and against Villa, you probably take the three points, don't you, boys? Yeah, 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 absolutely. I was just, do you know what? I actually jotted down the games left for the teams around us. And as you said, Chelsea's fixtures, they got Man City away on the 8th, home to Arsenal on the 12th. They're home to Leicester on the 19th and away to Villa last day of the season. And so, then they've got a cup final the week cup after. Final, exactly. And, and they could have a final Champions in amongst League final and four Champions days after that. Exactly. So, look, you know, Chelsea, Tuchel's got them playing, or however you want to pronounce it, it's got, got him playing very, very, got them playing very, very well. Yeah. But... There is games there where they could have an, an eye eye off and, and away they go. You know, you've had to look at the Leicester crackers. You've had a look at Leicester's. Uh, I haven't, no, because I sort of I sort of looked at them as a little bit uh, out far, of reach right. of us, and but, but they could but get the, sucked in. But have a look at this, right? Because Leicester City, in the first time in their history, are going for an FA Cup win. They're in the final. Mm. Happy days, really enough to have to play Chelsea. So the game that is straight after our last game of the season against Leicester is the FA Cup final. For Leicester City, mm. the first time in history, they're not going to not want to um, give it their all, right? So we've yeah. got a bit of a bonus, a little bit like what we said about Man City. They didn't work out very well, did it? Um, for, <laughs> for their first leg of semi-final, but they've also got a play. So they've got to play us. So we have to take that as we need to win that game, regardless. Right? Nothing yeah. else matters. We have to get the three points. They also play Chelsea. They also play Man United. I mean, you could not make this stuff up. This is this is you know we are the only club. Uh, you know, in the last four um, uh, uh, fixtures that are left, that, that w- w- play one top lot, like, top ten side. The, yeah. the, the rest, are, the rest are below like mid table. Um, so, I think I mean, the I'm only ones Leicester, in there. I'm looking at Leicester. Sorry, sorry Craig. So I'm looking at Leicester and saying they, they're on, they've played 34. They're on 63 points. There's seven points in front of us. That's way too far. But given the fact that we have to beat them, so given say that's three points to us. It's a six pointer. But so all of a sudden, they're only four points in front of us. They've got to play Chelsea and Manchester United. Mm. Oh, man. Yeah. Mate, all of a sudden. All <laughs> yeah, Lee, and they've got four. I get what you're saying, mate. Like Let's... I said at the top of the show, that's where, that's where the Premier League show is at the moment, is that battle around like sort of third, fourth and fifth, isn't it? And, you know, it's wrapped up at the top. But that, even up to sort of second, second third, fourth, fifth, is absolute bum fight at the moment with people having to play each other and cup finals thrown in and we're, it's, we're it's clambering. crazy. We're clambering, all of us now, because uh, Nagelsmann, uh, there was a split on the panel, but Nagelsmann's now gone to Bayern Munich, right? So most of us now, or all of us are clambering for, for Brendan Rodgers, right? To come to our football club as the next manager. You look at Leicester City, right? How many games Tottenham lost? Just, I don't know if you've got this out. How many games Tottenham lost in the Premier League this season? Go on, you're, you're the man ten. with the book. Uh, so we've lost 10. How many, Le- how many Leicester lost? Go on. Nine. I mean, you, could, you couldn't make this stuff up. <laughs> They've lost nine games. We've lost 10. That's that's in my book. If my maths is correct, that's one game. Yeah. More. Yeah. yeah, we've had an absolute stinker of a season. And they've been amazing. 
They've only lost one more game. That's, <laughs> I mean, it's just crazy. I think it's doing the FA Cup final, and they have. It's the perceptions, isn't it, Lee? It's the perception. It's how incredible. the whole thing's been I think served up whole, to us. Yeah. Do you know? What, do you know what I mean? It's it like how of, the narratives of, framed, and yeah, it's it's mad. It is mad. It's I think, such it, I think odds. because we were winning a lot of games and losing, or winning a lot of games and drawing, it just felt a, a hard old slog. Do you know what I, I mean? Exactly and the way we were playing. Thing, Ant, that you said earlier, yeah. that 20 points, um, sorry, that 20, 20 points lost from winning yeah, position. Yeah. The way we drop points as now. well. That's that's what that's what killed the mood is the way you drop the yes. points. It's I like, mean, you know, if... West Ham, we, Newcastle... We were 3-0 we up against West Ham and, and it comes back to 3-3. Now, it's a free-all draw. Had we have been just 3-0 down to them... And got back into it, like the Villa one two five game where we were getting battered and got back into it. Yeah. All of a sudden, it just feels different. But it's still only a point. But yeah, it, yeah. Ju- it just feels different. And I think it's just those way we've dropped those points, winning Liverpool and then well, going on to dropping them. Yeah, you know. Yeah, it, exactly. Yeah, it's been Leicester, a funny Leicester old season. City. I, I, I know. Uh, I'm just making comparisons, right? Because obviously, you know, we we we, we are where we are. And, and obviously, Leicester have won more games than we have, and that's why they're above us in the league, right? So don't start at me because I'm not on social media at the moment. Anyway, huh? but uh, you know, <laughs> but the point being is that you know, you look at the comparison, we've actually got a better defensive record in the Premier League than Leicester. I mean, it's just you honestly, I, I'm, I'm reading this stuff, I'm looking at it in the blue, but I, I can't believe this is correct, yeah. but it's true. It's that crazy. is the case. That is just unbelievable. We've got a better defence than Liverpool. We've got a better, def- uh, better defence than Leicester City. Um, it's just, it's crazy. Absolutely crazy when you look at the, some of them. You know, Man- I, I read, one, I read one today. Bale scored more goals in 21, 2021 than Liverpool ever owned. I mean, that is <laughs> mental, <laughs> isn't it? Honestly, honestly, it's crazy. <laughs> it's crazy stats. stats. I think, I think what we're I'm beginning to sound like Donald Trump it. going the I mainstream know. media, the fake news, Spurs ain't bad. It's not bad. That's a terrible bad, Trump impression, bad. by the way, isn't it? You never knew he was Welsh. <laughs> Todd, great guys, great guys, Tottenham. Don't believe in the mainstream media. Great guys. <laughs> I, just, I just think that there is there is an opportunity look all we can do and I think Ryan Mason now there I think you know Jason one of our own he says it all the time you just got to look at the next game you know mm. the next game is Leeds United it is a tough fixture you know they're going to have a lot more of the ball than what, what um, Sheffield United did be very very interesting to see how we approach that game I'm, I'm going to say it because I'm thinking it and I wear my heart on my sleeve when I watched Sheffield United yesterday it looked like a potch team it felt like that we. It was yeah. like when Pochino was back in charge of the football club. You know the way we held the ball as, as we pushed up the defence. You know on the halfway line, the way we controlled the ball. What do you reckon, Crackers? You know, don't, don't leave. I'm going. I know. I know. I'm you're going. Going. But it did. It felt like that. So look, let's see. So what many goals. I think Lee, you know when when you look at Leeds, you know they've you know they're they're comfortably mid table. They're not going down and whatever. They've had a good season, the first season in the Premier League. Um, you know, they've, they've lost a lot of football matches um, and they haven't won. So this is probably jinxing it. They haven't won in the Premier League in the last three games. So, you know, let's see what we can do. But it is going to be a tougher test. But not being funny, if you said, if you said at the beginning of the season, if you said your last four games are going to be 
Villa at home, Wolves at home, Leeds away and Leicester away, you'd probably take that, wouldn't you? Like, do yeah. you know what I mean? As a running, yeah. obviously with Sheffield United being that fifth game that we've just played and Southampton sandwiched in there, you know, that, that's, you know, that's why it's so frustrating, listeners, isn't it? So for, you can hear the frustration in all of our voices because it could have been with a little tweak. So much with a, with a, It could have been so much better. If you played Bale every damn week, just consistent, got him fit, he could have scored another five, six goals for us. Yeah. Could have made the difference. Yeah. The, the what if is the absolute course, what if. The hindsight, isn't it? isn't it? The hindsight. Thanks, Jose. Yeah, thanks, <laughs> mate. <laughs> I kid. I, again, don't don't at me. It's only a joke, all right? Because I know some of you absolutely love him and wonder what happened, but there you are. But listen, just to finish this section up before we go to the Leeds uh, preview that's, uh, that's recorded for you and then we have a look at it. Uh, ourselves so Europe next year uh, and given all what's going on at the moment do you think making the Europa or even God forbid the Champions League and and the current chaos that's going on around the manager would do you think it would benefit us to miss out or do you think no if we get in there we may just attract the man that we need to come in and, and take take the job I know there's some people thinking it might just be an idea Tough to get one. somebody in and having no distraction but yeah. I don't know I think you've always got to be in it to win it myself you have to be in it to win it uh, we all obviously spoke about uh, Chelsea last week about managers and stuff and I don't know who it, I think it was was it Sari or Conte that weren't in uh, Europe for one season and they managed to get the Premier League I'm not saying we're any we're not going to spend like that mm. but you know for a fact if Chelsea ain't in the in, in the Europe, they're still going to spend big on players. We need to be in Europe to be able to attract, as you say, in inverted commas, players to come and play for our club. So I think we do need to be in it. Do I think it's a hindrance? Sometimes I do. Yeah, I do. Um, especially the Europa League games. Um, sometimes I don't think you see some of the players, then maybe hearts are not in it as much as it would be with a Champions League game. Yeah. But listen... Anything's possible. I like I like us in Europe, but I think we do need it for the sake of our club. Absolutely. I tell you what is an hindrance, and not being able to f- uh, fly off to some far flung uh, Eastern European town or city yeah. and go and have a go and have a couple of great days on the local hour and a bit of local food. I still, and uh, I've still know. got my I still got my flight book for the Gdansk floor, mate. You know what I mean? <laughs> I've still, I've still got to go and stool that out. It's only, it's only a couple of weeks. Do you get me? I, I ain't going to walk up there and watch Arsenal United. That's for sure, certain. Oh, don't say that, Lee. Don't, don't. Mr. O'Leary still owes me 700 quid from cancelled flights. I've got just sat there waiting to book over here, there and everywhere. So, oh, dear, please, let, let's see if we can get that back. But, Lee, for you, do you think it, we would benefit from missing out on a bit of bit of Europe for a season and just letting a new man bed in without the worry of it? Or where are you with it? It's the, yeah, we did have a chat about it. And it was Conte, and you're right. It was Conte that had um, Chelsea finished 10th, didn't they? They got rid of Jose. Conte come in and won the league next season, didn't have any Europe. And, and Leicester done the same thing in the 2015-16 season, didn't have Europe. And they, and, they, and they won the league. But 
you know, when you hear Harry Kane coming out and saying he wants to win the big prizes, what he didn't say is I need to win trophies to stay at Tottenham. What he said was, I want to be winning team trophies and big prizes. And that's been ingrained in him from Potticino. So he wants to be competitive. There's no God-given right to win a trophy, uh, you know, unless you're Man City, of course, clearly. No, but I mean, there's, there's no God-given right to win a trophy. You've got to be in them finals. And when you look at the amount of finals Tottenham have been in over the last kind of five, six, seven years or so, some would say it's not enough. But some would say, well, hang on, you know, considering we're an average fifth in the whole of the Premier League era, probably about right. How many finals do you expect to be in 10 years? Probably what? One every two years, maybe? Mm. You know, I, look, I'm, I don't know. I, that's an opinion. It's not, you know, you up to listeners, make your own, yeah, own there's minds no, up. No but, exact science. Really. No, exactly. But you're in, you're in a Champions League final two years ago in the Carabao Cup final, um, obviously, this season. Um, and, you know, the other trophies, the other finals, whatever weren't to be, we constantly get into semi-finals, uh, finals before that, or, you know, not getting over line in semi-finals, whatever. That, that to me, is competing. I'm not saying I'm settling for it. I'm not saying that it's the right thing, but that is competing. Mm. I, I think the bigger, the, the bigger or the kind of the, the dastardly side of me um, it sort of says, these next four games are massive because if we can start to suck Leicester City into a oh my goodness, are we going to blow top four again like we did last season? Because that's in the back of their mind that they blew it. Isn't that a Chaz and Dave song? Yeah, it might, might well be. We're going to blow well it like we did last <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it could well be. We'll get Ant on that later. Um, but, but I think I think, I think think what I'm trying to say is like if we can start to suck them in, all of a sudden it starts to open up that manager situation. Whereas Tottenham nick, if we can, a top four place. Leicester miss out like they did last season. All of a oh, sudden... Rogers fancies a bit of Champions League football and it ain't with Leicester anymore. So, no, I, I think that there's this, this is a, like a, this is like an episode of Line of Duty now, Lee. You're going down. <laughs> no, it could, could be Mercurio no, right and the no rest spoilers. of the I ain't watched it yet. I ain't watched it yet. No okay, spoilers. No spoilers. Yeah, I mean, so I think you know. Look, that's my dastardly side, my bit of fun side. Actually, just having a look at it, but stranger things have happened. We just sat here for 15 minutes or 10 minutes talking about these stats and how mental everything is and whatever. You just don't know. No. Football is a weird, weird situation. You know, pressure comes on, getting over the line. Rodgers failed to get over the line with Liverpool when Gerrard slipped. Rodgers failed to get over the line a top four position when, let's be honest, you if you're betting people... Um, people would have been putting uh, putting their houses on Leicester getting into the top four last season, the position they was in, and they didn't get in there. Mm. You know, if you look at the league table, I put this on the WhatsApp group uh, a week or so ago. Um, if you look at the league table from this time, from last season to this season, yeah, bar the teams in the positions, the points are virtually the same. It's absolute, again, another craziness. There's 67, 63, 61, 56. Is a, is a kind of two, uh, two, three, four, five. Man City are running away with it. Last year it was Liverpool. You know, City was second. This time around it's, it's United. But Leicester are sitting in first. It's exactly the same. It's exactly the same. So nice. I find it... Look, I did say that I'm down last week, didn't I? I was like, I'm down. I've had enough. La, la, la. And now I'm thinking, hang on, it's back on. And this is what this bloody <laughs> club does you. But... Look, this is I what football does to you, Lee. This is, it you know, it, that, that's it's, what football does. One week you're like, I, I'm done with this. And then all of a sudden you go, oh, hang on a minute. A 4-0 win. That's what it does to you, even though it's yeah, Sheffield United yeah, type thing. But look, I think I think to answer your question, we've gone a long way about answering your question, but I think I think to answer your question, I think we need to be in the competitions. I think that mm. if if we can get into the Europa proper, not that conference stuff, that's just going to be shocking. But if we get into the Europa proper, I think that that will be... That needs to be the very least. But I haven't given up 
hopefully the lads haven't given up, but I haven't given up yet a top four place. I think Chelsea have got to play, like we said, Leicester. So something's got to give. Whether or not Chelsea win or Leicester win, something's got to give. Yeah. Chelsea got to play Man City. They've also got, uh, um, uh, you know, potentially face them in the Champions League final. If that goes both the English teams' ways as well. Um, you know, so that they've got some some tough games around. Leicester have got to play Manchester United and also Chelsea and also Spurs. That's hard. That wow. is hard if we can be on our game. Do you know what I mean? And, you know, all of a sudden it's a momentum thing, isn't it? So let's let's see what what happens. But I think we need to we need to really go and, and, and get European football. Definitely. And, and apparently we need a European Super League for some excitement. So so we're all told. <laughs> well, exactly that. I mean, you get definitely getting some excitement on there, isn't it? And it yeah. just it's yeah. actually I wonder if you want to wanted to talk about some of that um, some of them stuff that we saw. Uh, yesterday or, or, or not in, in terms of, you know, the way the protests have gone about and it's just not, it's not the right thing to do or the right way to go about stuff, is it, Crackers? Well, I mean, yeah, it, it sort of, it descended into to violence and then, you know, being taken on police officers and stuff getting turned over. That's, that's not the way at, at all, you know, and this is a point I made on social media this morning all the power to the people for standing up and trying to save their clubs. There's that big argument of who actually owns a club. Is it the fans? Is it the people that have actually bought them? So, you know, protest, protest away. It's good. People feel passionate about their clubs. They don't want to lose them. They don't want it taken away. But the moment you step over that line and start throwing punches or bottles or barriers or anything, then you're losing your message. So it has to be, it's got to be peaceful, rightful protest. You know, you, you've got to stay within, within that, not just for, just for decency, but also so that your message isn't lost because now the story is police officers injured and you've completely lost the message of what you're campaigning for. So you've got to, got to make sure that you stay you know, decent and, and right in this and, and make sure your point is the headline and, and nothing else. So, uh, and I, I think from now, probably best to leave it because it's, uh, uh, you know, we could end up with protests and things going really, really bad and people that have had nothing to do with this ESL all of a sudden getting injured, getting arrested and everything else. And sorry, but something especially football related isn't worth it if it's something well said. a, a, well a said, greater mate. greater amount like human rights or something then you kind of understand where it steps over the line but you know it's football it's not your mortgage being paid it's not the health of your kids it's not dinner on the table it's football so you know you really need to keep that in mind so I'm Ben Elton. Good night. <laughs> and, and, and I'll leave it. Uh, well said, mate. Well said. Yeah. So anyway, look, we're going to take another break now. We'll be here in a uh, Leeds preview. And then we'll be back with the chaps uh, to garner our thoughts on how we're going to do next Saturday in that wonderful kickoff time of 12.30. Oh, don't you just love it on a Saturday? Everyone's really up for it. <laughs> All right, don't go anywhere. We'll be back very soon. For you personally, is that a night that's gone very smoothly indeed? Yeah, no, definitely. It was um, a great performance uh, from the first first whistle. I felt like we were on the front foot. We, we pressed well. 
Um, yeah, and, and got the ball, got control of it, and, and played some good football. And uh, as for the hat trick, yeah, always always nice to, to get another ball. Remember your last Premier League hat trick? Yeah, no, I do a Villa away a while ago. Bo so, um, Boxing Day, wasn't it? 2012. Uh, I think so. Yeah, so it was a while ago. So um, no, but nice to get to get a hat trick. But more importantly, get the three points for the team, and um, yeah, we move on to the next one. And indebted tonight to Hyung Min Son, we'd probably expect that, but also Serge Aurier, two assists. Yeah, I know. I know. He, he keeps. He's over there, he keeps going on about it. So <laughs> I said if he had three assists, he could have had the ball. But uh, <laughs> no, it was a great performance by everyone, especially Serge. And um, yeah, we're, we're happy with the three points. Very different types of goal, particularly the first one compared to the, the second and third. Yeah, no, of course. Um, yeah, obviously you have to take your chances when they come. So uh, I had a few tonight, but um, yeah, nice to get the three. How good are you feeling at the moment? I think that's 8-8 eight eight Premier League. Um, yeah, I think, yeah. I'm feeling good. Um, Compared to peak Gareth Bale, then, which we know is a very, very good player, how far are you from that? Or no, I, I feel good. Um, yeah, I, I, as I said before, I just needed to play games. I needed to, to just get a run of games, and um, I'm kind of doing that now. So, um, yeah, I'm, I'm happy, um, and when I'm happy, I normally play well. And you've talked about it being more front foot football. Does that particularly affect you? Has your role changed at all, been asked for different things by the manager? No, just the fact that we're more on the front foot, we're, we're closer to the goal and, and you're able to score more. So, um, yeah, I think uh, we've been working on that now for the last few weeks. And, um, yeah, it's obviously not going to happen overnight, but I feel like we're, we're taking a step in the right direction and, and we're playing the football the Tottenham way. What's making you happier? Um, winning, I think. Winning always makes everyone happy, gives a winning mentality to the dressing room. And, uh, yeah, that's all we can do. Ryan, is that reminded all the Tottenham Hotspur fans uh, today what Gareth Bale is capable of? And did we see the Gareth Bale that we saw the first time that he was with Tottenham Hotspur? Is that his best performance this season in a Tottenham Hotspur jersey? Um, I thought he was outstanding. Um, his goals were, were world class. Um, no one, no one should have doubted that ability that he has in the final third because. He's proved over a number of years that he's one of the best in the world in those moments. And um, very pleased with him tonight because uh, I thought his, his performance was, was excellent as well. He showed real commitment. Um, he ran, he fought for the team and the moments he, he produced were outstanding. OK, Ali Gold. Congratulations, Ryan. Um, was this more of a Ryan Mason Tottenham Hotspur tonight? I mean, the team was pressing, there was energy, and the fullbacks bombing on as well. I thought it was an outstanding performance. Uh, we've had a week with the group to work. Um, we've been able to train them, train them hard, and, and try and instill some principles. Stuff like that takes a lot of time. Um, but the most important thing for me tonight was the attitude um, from minute one to 95, the desire to, to compete to run, to fire, it was it was really, really good. Um, and then you pair that up with the, the moments of brilliance we had as well, individually and also as a team. Um, it was a real pleasing night. Can I just ask you very quickly about Serge Aurier? I think that was only his second and third assists of the season, which you'd think would be unusual for him. Why do you think he hasn't quite had that impact in the final third until tonight? Um, I, I think the most important thing when you're a defender is to defend. Um, that's the priority. He'd done that tonight, along with the rest of the defence. I think that's 11 clean sheets in the Premier League this season now. So that's good. That's positive. Um, Serge is fasting as well. So I think it makes that performance even more impressive because he hasn't been able to eat all day. And 
to put in a 90 minutes like that is is outstanding. Gary Cottrell. Thank you, Tom. Um, another one about Gareth. Um, he just said in his post-match interview that he's happy. He's certainly playing like he's happy. I know it's not your decision, but as somebody who, who loves the club, how much would you like to see him stay beyond the summer? Um, I think that's probably a conversation at the end of the season um, between Gareth, the club, and his parent club as well. Our main focus and our main priority is, is the next game. It sounds a bit of a cliche, but it's so true. Um, I'm really happy that Gareth's happy. He should be because he's got another match ball to add to the collection. Um, and it was an excellent performance as well. But if he can play like that and be happy playing, then it makes maybe persuading him to want to stay that much easier for whoever has to have that discussion with him, doesn't it? I think the, the decision at the moment and the priority is making sure Gareth's ready to train. Um, he's happy in training. We've got another big week of training because we've got a massive game next week and um, hopefully we get a happy Gareth next weekend as well. Thank you. Jonathan Veal. It wasn't crucial to the outcome of the game, but there was a controversial VAR decision sort of early in the second half. Uh, do you think Sheriff and I should have been down to 10 men? Absolutely. The red card, um, no doubt whatsoever. Do you understand why... Um, the referee wasn't even asked to sort of have a look at it on the side of the pitch. No, I'm a bit confused. Um, I'm shocked as well. First of all, I'm shocked the, the referee is sitting in, in the room um, having the opportunity to look at that video once should have been enough. But then also I'm even more shocked that he hasn't told the referee to go and have a look at it as well because there's absolutely no doubt in my mind that's a red card. Um, what with some of the red cards we've seen in recent weeks as well, it makes it even more shocking. And you're five points off the top four now, four games in hand. Um, are you starting to believe that you know you could overhaul Chelsea or Leicester? Now, honestly, we're not thinking about that. Um, we know that we've got four massive games, some real huge games. It's difficult to win games in the Premier League. Um, we've seen that over the course of the season for, for many different teams. Tonight was important for us. It was, it was a massive game. And this week is a massive week for us. Next weekend is a huge game as well. So... That's our priority. That's what we're looking to. We're, we'd be very silly as, as, as a group to start looking ahead because next weekend is going to be a tough match and we need to go there fully prepared. Well, hi, guys. It's Darren from LS11. I uh, hope you're really, really well. And looking ahead to Leeds United hosting Spurs uh, this coming weekend. Uh, yeah, uh, it's, this is going to be an interesting one, I think, really, um, because Leeds have been doing, well, like, look, pretty well. We had um, uh, an interesting run of games. Uh, where I think sort of playing Man City, uh, Liverpool, Manchester United and coming out with a fair few points out of those three games uh, out of the uh, elusive, what, what are they called, the uh, European Super League top six, something like that. I think you guys were in that, weren't you? Pretty sure you were. Um, so, uh, yeah, it's bit, I think a lot of Leeds fans would have been pretty happy with the uh, results out of them. And then uh, along comes another trip to Brighton, which... Uh, which do you know what? I don't think Leeds do so well when they go to uh, Brighton. Um, Brighton have won 
something like eight of the last nine games against Leeds. They are a bit of a bogey team uh, for Leeds, but, you know, uh, dust themselves down. Um, and uh, next it's, of uh, course, uh, you guys, 12.30 at Elland Road. Um, could be... Could be good this, I think, really, because look, even though um, Leeds lost that game against Brighton, once again they had all of the possession, around about fifty-eight percent of the possession. Uh, so, uh, but that's that's what they do. That is what they do, um, and uh, they will have shots. They will they will score. They didn't over the weekend, uh, but they will have shots on target. Um, uh, certainly, if you look back over the last like three four games before the Brighton loss, um, we went on a, a pretty good. Um, uh, uh, unbeaten run for uh, pretty much, uh, what, six, seven games unbeaten run, um, culminating in the draw against uh, Manchester United. And, and in each of those games, I mean, the game against Liverpool, which was a draw, there was like 12 shots from Leeds. Against Sheffield United, there was 23. Only two uh, for Manchester City, but only two counted. So it was two shots, two on target, two goals. So they did pretty good. I would imagine, like, when you're looking at sort of like formation and how leads are going to set up you would pretty much expect the thing about uh, Bielsa is he doesn't tinker around too much so depending I think Liam Cooper who got sent off in the uh, Man City game um, he should be back now he would have served his three match ban so he should be back so maybe um, Stroke will make way for Liam Cooper with Diego Urente at the back. Luke Ayling, ever-present, he'll be there. Alioski is the one that I think uh, might like uh, drop, be dropped. Uh, he was uh, unimpressive, uh, really, uh, against uh, Brighton once again. Um, but uh, um, Robin Cox started as well, which was great. He sort of played almost like a, a central midfielder because... Uh, Calvin Phillips wasn't playing, so hopefully he'll be uh, fit and ready to go uh, for the weekend. And that makes all the difference. I think with Calvin Phillips playing, Leeds are a different team altogether. Um, but the goals seem to just have a little bit dried up, really. Bamford has had a, a fantastic season, um, but Roberts still isn't really, really doing it, I, I think, at the moment. Um, but um, we have had some goals coming from the other midfielders, so certainly Stuart Dallas, who's just been, I think, player of the season, personally. Uh, it's been absolutely fantastic. Um, uh, Jack Harrison probably needs a little bit of a rest, but uh, there's some other players coming through. Rodrigo uh, came off the bench, didn't really do anything. Um, uh, Jan Paveda as well. Uh, and Rafinha, there's a lot of question marks over Rafinha on whether or not he'll be fit as well. He got injured in that Man City game. He would have been gutted to be missing out on those sort of like big games coming up. I know he would be gutted if he misses out on the game against Spurs as well. So they're 4-1, 4-1 formation, which they've been sort of going with the last few games. Uh, that might uh, be tweaked a little bit, I think. But look, I think you can imagine it's going to be um, uh, um, hell for leather for, for, for Leeds United uh, just to get themselves back on track again, I reckon. You may see, you may see, I think, some of the youngsters as well uh, coming through from the, uh, obviously, the under-23s who have just won Premier League too. Um, so you may see a couple of those uh, uh, given a, a chance uh, over the weekend. We just don't know, but... Um, uh, it could be a humdinger of a game, I think. There's, there's goals in this one, though. Uh, as for score prediction, I'm not brilliant at score predictions. I'm going to go for 17-0 uh, to Leeds United. And, uh, well, I just wish you the best of luck after uh, this weekend. Take care. And, uh, well, we'll catch you again soon.
And we're back. And thank you so, so much for that Leeds preview that you've all just heard. So uh, here we go. Saturday, the 8th of May, 12.30 kickoff at Ellen Road. Tottenham versus a team managed by a man who sits on an imaginary bucket for 90 minutes. I, do you know what? And I'll come to you first. I'm more amazed uh, Harry does that. A man of Bielsa's years can actually sit on an imaginary bucket for what seems like hours on end. It's just... <laughs> it's crazy, isn't it? How old is he? <laughs> does he do that? How, how old is Bielsa, Lee? Any idea how old Bielsa is? 63, isn't he? I think, yeah, he's, I think he's like um, mid-60s. His um his core must be his must be amazing. Just sitting there. I remember. Do you remember back in the day when you used to get told off from PE and they used to make you sit by the wall with no yeah, with, nothing with your back you. against the wall there. and just sit yeah. there? Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's that's what, like, respect. Sixty five. He's sixty five years old. Just check the blue yeah. Amazing. Wow. Amazing. Wow. I want to be like that when I'm sixty five. Oh, but yeah. listen, as we always come to say about leagues, you know they play some good football. Um. A few people from our WhatsApp group will 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 say it's a tough place to go. Um, but listen, it's another game, and we've got to take it game <laughs> by game. And for me, it's all about the three points. I don't care how we play. I just want them three points at the moment, and I'm, we're desperate. But as as I said when we started talking, Mason's got to keep it consistent. Play the same team as you played yesterday, because that's the only time, it's the only way we're going to you know rebuild anything. Momentum. Yeah. Absolutely. I think, Lee, I think Ant's spot on now. Consistency, get on the front foot, play further up the pitch, make Gareth play play with a smile on his face, which he alluded to yesterday, that he's now enjoying it. And, you know, we're at 10, 15, 20 yards even further up. Front foot stuff, it's just, it's what we do best, isn't it? Yeah, and, and, and we, we want to see that. I think the players want to play that. I think that we're better when we do that. So it's absolutely that. I mean, earlier I read out that Leeds have, uh, haven't won in three uh, Premier League games. Um, but the, they, to be fair to them, they, they the last time they won in the Premier League, they beat Man City with 10 men. So you can't argue with that. The next game they drew with Liverpool and the next game they drew with Man United. Um, so, you know, they, it's not as if they've had some easy fixtures, should we say, during the, that period of time. Although the last time they played, the last time they, they lost 2-0 to Brighton. So, um, look, I think that that is a lead situation. You don't really know what you're going to get. You know what you're going to get on the pitch. They're, they're always going to be their start, that style and they're, and they're going to be open and expansive. And I think that, like, we we turned them over, we battered them at White Hart, um, sorry, Tottenham Hotspur Stadium, White Hart Lane, the new lane, um, earlier this season, 3-0. And I think that if we play our, our football and impose the way that we want to play on them, I, I think we'll win, we'll win the game. Um, you can actually see, you know, the, the points total they've got, like I said, decent, decent first season back in the Premier League, but they've lost 15 games and they've won 14. So it's kind of like what what not 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 what Leeds is going to turn up, but what type of performance are you going to get from them? Um, so, you know, they're, they're coming off the back of a defeat that they wouldn't have expected against Brighton. So maybe they've put themselves under a little bit more, um, you know, pressure. But, you know, it's, it's, ours to, it's ours to lose, isn't it? Because at the end of the day, we have to win the game. We have to win. We're, we're better than them in terms of our points total, games, you know, goal score, all of that stuff. We are a better for, uh, team. And the only thing that I'm scared of, Crackers and, and all the listeners, is I absolutely rinsed them when, when we beat them 3-0. 
Um, and I'm hoping, for, I'm praying that that doesn't come back to haunt me um, as this damn football club and football in general does normally. So hopefully that won't be the case. But look, like Ant said, you've got to go play our, our football. And like you said, crackers, people smiling, people enjoying themselves. Kane's going to be up for this now because he he needs and wants that golden boot. Um, and he's and he's drawn a blank yesterday, so he needs to get some goals. Son's back, Bale's on fire. Even De- Delhi's even getting back in and, and playing some stuff that might might keep him in the side. Who knows? Um, and like you say, if we if we if we pick the same back four again, all of a sudden that probably will be a record, and that you were saying about earlier, because you know I don't think that's happened all season. So let's hope that um, that we can go there and uh, and and just play well. And 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 I and I generally think if we're creating chances, I just said it to you before. Sterling, Mares, Lingard, Gundogan, Vardy, Lacazette, you know, Wilson, Watkins, all of them, not as good. Bruno Fernandez even is the same as, as, as Son. None of them are as good as Son or Kane. None of them, mm-hmm. you know. Um, so, you know, we've got the firepower. We've got bow to add to that as well. There's no reason why if we go and play in the way that we approached the game yesterday, that we don't go and, and get the three points. And we need the three points. Just go and get them, boys. Let's hope ye gods of football don't smite you, Mr. McQueen. I know, I am sorry. I apologise in advance, advance, (laughs) but no, I've said it, so. Yeah, go go and do some penance before next Saturday, that's for sure. And uh, a little score prediction from you. uh, I'm starting to creep the score predictions back out again. I I, I withdrew them in previous shows because of the way everything was. Who's scoring oh. for them? Come on, there's always someone that will score for them. You Rafinha must know. Will score for them. Who's that? Rafinha. 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 Okay. He hasn't scored for ages. I don't think he's... When was the last time he scored, Lee? Um... <laughs> <laughs> Hang on, I'm just, I'm just I'm going through the book here. It's a blue book, book not, not a set of encyclopedias. <laughs> um, yeah, Rafinha will score for them. Uh, I think. I think we might. Beat him 3-1. I'm going to go 3-1. I can't, I can't bet against my club. No, of course not. Lee, for yourself, what, what are you reckoning? Uh, last time he scored was against a 2-1 home win against Sheffield United, which was four games ago. Rafinha scored. Oh. So he's on four. <laughs> <laughs> Hang on. He, he doesn't... Oh, no, he got an gonna... assist, actually. He went down as an assist. Uh, Sorry, not, not a goal. So what was the last time he scored? It's, it's oh, a while ago. I don't know. I'm, t- I'm panicking. <laughs> I'm under pressure. I'm, Hang on. I'm shoveling coal back in the train. It crashed two weeks ago. <laughs> Hang on, Mr. Mr. Costa. You can't go with he hasn't scored for ages, so he's going to score, and then get offered that he might have scored four games ago and go, well, now he's in form, so he'll score. No, you... no, no. Hold on. I'm just going for what Lee McQueen said. I'm just going for what Macca said. Um, <laughs> listen, everyone knows I love a bit of banter about that. <laughs> so everyone, everyone always texts me before a game go right who, who's going to score today for them and I'll just tell them <laughs> I think my best one this year is Joe Linton that's my I think that's yeah. oh, that was that was a, that yeah. was literally ridiculous yeah and Joe Willett when he came on yeah proper it that one nail on the head that one <laughs> bet responsibly uh, everybody but yes. follow, follow Ant Costa's tips and even a pound somewhere along the line you'll let you'll let an hundred to one like happening on it he ain't leave scored yourself. the last five Premier League games anyway that's five. what I can tell you that yeah. so none really, in five got one assist <laughs> Lee well, score from you well look I mean when, when you look at the amount of games played in the Premier League and the amount of goals they conceded they're typically conceding 1.5 goals per game 
uh, and they're only scoring about 1.28 goals per game or something like that. So it's very close. But but actually, that, like if you go and uh, approach your game, go on a front foot, like we said before, I think we've got too much for them going forward. Mm. Um, and uh, I think we'll be tested going backwards. So I do think they will score. Uh, but I think we're, I think we'll win. I think it'll be tight. I think 2-1 Tottenham. Yeah, I was, I was going 2-1. I fancy a little bit of 2-1. I, fa- I fancy Harry to get back on the score sheet. And another from Bowl as well, because he's he's tails up and he's raring to go, baby, as Mr. McQueen would say. Come on, Bailey. <laughs> All right. Uh, ladies and gents, thank you once again uh, for listening in. Do appreciate it. Like I always say, keep safe, keep well. A lot more important things in life than football. Not much, but, but there is. So uh, always remember that. We'll see you very soon. Nice to be talking about a win for Spurs and a nice performance, a Pochettino-esque performance, as Mr. McQueen said to you. And thank you uh, once again for uh, jumping in and your pearls of wisdom. No, that's all good. That's all good, boys. It's great to see you again. Um, And I can't wait till we can all meet up and have a beer and watch a proper game. When I say proper Mm. game, I mean a live game. That's what I mean. Yes, a proper live game. <laughs> yeah, live. <laughs> Lee, thank you as ever. Brilliant stuff. Cheers, crackers. Cheers, Ant. Always a pleasure. Thanks, listeners. Um, and although I won't be back on until after midnight tonight, you can actually at me by the time the show comes out because I'll be back on the socials. Um, been pretty liberating. Uh, you know, look, what I would say is that, you know, uh, the reason why I did it is because I wanted to, for two reasons, I wanted to stand up to online hate and abuse. Uh, there are a lot of people in on this podcast that have actually had a lot of hate and online abuse, which I think is disgusting. Um, everyone else um, uh, around the... Uh, around the world and around the country and obviously the um you know the the, the football um uh, uh powers that be if you like have stopped social media for this for this long weekend uh, the second reason is for my own sanity as well to see whether or not you know that the, I, I missed it and see whether or not it's quite liberating and, and actually i'll give it a go you know it's a little bit like sometimes not you know just changing your routine and doing something slightly different. And it was very, very liberating. So fair play. Uh, I've enjoyed it. I'm, I'm not going to give it up much longer, though, because I'll be back on it tomorrow morning to see what uh, all you brilliant listeners have been saying about us. Um, and, uh, yeah, I love engaging with you guys. And, and like I say, the majority of the people that I engage with on, on social media are fantastic. So um, it wasn't just, you know, certain football um, uh, channels that I use for football channels. I, I come off of everything, Crackers. Mm. I come off of LinkedIn for my business everything so been liberating uh but uh we go again tomorrow and uh yeah come come on you spurs excellent stuff do you know i remember the last time that i took a break from social media for a little while i found out my wife's lost her job in Woolworths. can you believe it uh, honestly i was i was amazed <laughs> anyway <laughs> woolies mate woolies yeah woolies that? yeah pick and mix she was manager of pick and mix she's oh, lost her I job i don't believe it keep safe Keep well, everybody, and as always, come on you Spurs. Sports Social Podcast Network. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you Lucky. 
Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.